Welcome to our podcast, it's the latest thing you know We're talking into mics just like on the radio But we can talk about buttholes and boobies and everything more Dicks and cunts and smoking blunts will come up for sure Rap time, motherfucking dick sucking pussy loving time Say some more shit just to make it all rhyme No, just start a fucking show Welcome to Beard in the Semi. I'm David. He's Andrew. Hello. Have you done your homework? Yes, I have. I'm getting quite good at this. You are. Doing, doing my homework. Just before you start, um, we forgot to do our homework, which was pick a debate <laughs> and post it online for you guys. Um, we'll do better this week. <laughs> so have a look on yeah. our social media for it. But you'll find out what the debate is towards the end of the episode, so keep listening. Well, yes. Homework, yes. I've done it. It was interesting. Uh, it was quite. It was easier to, to do than the, um, than the jiu-jitsu one, because you just plug headphones in and yeah. sort of listen on, like you say, on the way to work. I, I actually quite like the sound of his voice. I, I found he had quite a, a soothing sound to him. The tracks had a nice beat, and, and they sound like there are actual instruments being used, which I really like. Sounded like, yeah. you know, it wasn't just like some artificial undertrack. It was actual musicians playing. I don't know if he if he plays any of the instruments. Uh, oh, yeah, the he album does. Art looks like he's at a piano. Yeah, but that could just be pretentious bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I thought it was quite a nice sound. And I didn't like the bits that he has at the end. You know, where yeah. It's like, I, d- I don't quite know what that what the purpose of that was. No, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's to because if if it's like a vinyl, maybe it's to try and break the songs up a bit. Is there anything I can think of? Because he he likes yeah. doing a very old style, he's old soul, modern track kind of thing, right? Yeah, and I think that's yeah. that's kind of the vibe he's going for. So the only thing I can think of, because I, I I agree, I don't fully love it. There are some that I actually kind of like in it yeah but most of them yeah they just feel like fluff for the sake of it um to yeah, make the just, song just, track a yeah. bit longer um and i wasn't i wasn't a fan of all of all of the tracks but i think the first two tracks on the album which i think is birds and heart don't stand a chance mm-hmm. i feel like they they were probably two of my favorites and i think the fact that they were at the beginning of the album made the rest of the album easier to listen to. Yeah. Because, because I sort of liked them, I was into it. And then when the, whatever other tracks came on, I was sort of already invested in listening to the album, that it was a bit easier. That's very true. Yeah, I never thought about that. Heart Don't Stand a Chance sounds, I think, a lot better live than... Yeah, I was going to say, if 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 the option came to, to see him live, I, I'd probably go, I reckon. Yeah, he sounds exactly the same live. Like that's his voice, yeah. yeah. Like it, that's always good. Uh, I think Kings of Leon are pretty similar. They sound exactly the same. Oh, I'd love to the, see them live. The album to the track, yeah, they're they're pretty good. Have you seen them live? Yeah, I saw them a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's really good. They're cover band. Cover band. Start up act. Starting act. Warm up act. They they were pretty good as well. I think they were called the Weekends or something. But but yeah, it was, that was a really good show. And yeah, if you if he plays it like that, yeah, I saw him. I saw him in Coco's. Yeah, he was he was really good. That's quite a good venue as well. Yeah, it's sort of like not it's not too big. No, um, it, I think nice it's kind size. of a perfect venue for artists because it's a theater. Mm. You know, yeah. it feels like a theater. You've got the stage on the bottom, so if you're one of those people that want to stand around with all the crowds of people, go for it. Yeah. But if you want to be up on the top and watching him from afar, then you can do that too. And I really mm. like that. I um, my sister saw him in Lovebox and she didn't love him in Lovebox. She said he wasn't all that, but maybe that's because the set yeah. wasn't entirely his. It was a festival kind of thing and festivals are, I think, a little different when you're not the main headline act. Everything can't be done for you yeah. to make that show yeah. your own show. Whereas in Coco, it was his. And, and festivals are a bit more play, play what's going to get people to buy your album rather than being a little more experimental you're you're trying to i guess grab um, yeah the newer new strangers. people not your existing yeah. fans so was it were those the only two tracks you liked or they, they were the only ones that um 
sort of stuck out to me. Uh, like I say, the album as a whole, I, I did quite enjoy it, but those two particular tracks, I was like, they, they, they really pulled me in. Was it the lyrics or the beat or just... Is this the whole sound? Like, again, the sound of the instruments, the sort of tone uh, and, mm. and this, this sort of smoothness of his voice. Is um is really easy easy listening um and uh, yeah I, I was able to just sort of get lost it was it wasn't like I was I had to listen to these yeah it was like uh, after those first two I was like cool I wanna I wanna listen to the rest of this yeah I think he's got a very good uh he's got a lot of versatility to his voice you know like his voice it allows him to do a lot of different because the whole album isn't like I wouldn't classify the album as one genre you know yeah there is a lot of hip-hop in there but there's mm. some dance to it there's some easy listening tracks to it pretty all-encompassing I think there's some songs yeah. like the bird I think is one where you really gotta sit there and you're thinking about what he's saying now bird was like smooth I found, but yeah, it was it was a good, nice listen. It wasn't it wasn't a chore, and I suppose that's what you want from from an album. Really, yeah. is you don't want to feel like you have to make it to the end. You want to be able to just sort of go through it and not think about it. Yeah, like you say. Yeah, that's that's it's one of my favorite albums. That album yeah. because because yeah, of that is like I can just put it on in the background. For sure, and I'm not thinking about oh I've heard this song before or. Oh, I don't like... It's like, you know when you're, like, trying to do a task, like, clean the house, so you put some music on, you spend, like, 20 minutes creating a playlist after that because you're like, I don't want to hear that one, I don't want to hear that one, and then you've run out of albums, so you've got to put another album in, and you're like, ah, And then it just... You end up doing more fucking playlist making than cleaning. With this one, I just put the album on, get to it, and I'm done. Glad you liked it. Thanks. And uh, how did you get on with your accent learning? I really enjoyed it, but in all honesty, it made me upset because I was like, why can't I learn this? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Because, like, what he was teaching you was cool, but at the same time, it was like, it's too quick. (laughs) I'm not going to get it. Mm. Give me more. I want to learn it so bad because it was just like, oh, this sounds so interesting. Like, you know, when you do drama in school, obviously this is yeah. like secondary school I'm talking about. Like, it, it's not going to be that yeah. in depth, but you'd think they try and teach you some of those techniques so that you could like actually learn something that is useful in drama, which is fucking how to do a different voice. I feel like I can do some of them, like pretty easily from especially after watching him and i was like trying to do it obviously when you hear yourself do it you think you've got it if i recorded myself i'm sure i wouldn't (laughs) so i'm not gonna attempt to say the fucking shit he said but do you find like throughout the whole time he's talking it your tongue starts like moving or like you put your tongue to the your tongue tip on on the top of your mouth or the bottom of your mouth and it makes the sound different like the and the you know yeah crazy but it's so cool i know that that i really like like the the accent thing i think is interesting because for one it shows like what the actor's gone through to learn something if not what they've learned the acting choice they've taken right like will smith got a lot of shit for his role in concussion because of his accent and then you see why because the fucking doctor didn't even speak that african (laughs) so why (laughs) why are you that african will smith like you didn't need to be so it's 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 funny to see those choices and like when he gets upset at the like john wayne being genghis khan or rooney thing being the chinese guy in breakfast at tiffany's and it was just like like why did this ever happen those sorts of things that's funny yeah. but when you see when i was watching the forensic one and the doctor's one i was just like yeah i get it it's wrong like they're not fucking professionals yeah. <laughs> i did find it no. funny that comedies got it right more than dramas Serious did. dramas but the yeah. reason i think that is is usually comedy comes from a real place and it's usually written by someone who has experienced these sorts of scenarios so they're able to understand what needs to be done more so than someone who hasn't i thought like they were preaching a bit too much those two i really enjoyed his bit because it was like it's about someone's choice it's about that particular actor's choice how they learn what they did whereas the other things is just like you're nitpicking like one of them was like oh we we're going to lose him. And she's like, I have never heard someone say we're going to lose him. And I'm like, well, that doesn't yeah. mean it's not something lots of other fucking <laughs> doctors say. Come on. Yeah. 
With, whereas with the accents, why they did that, I don't get. Like, I understand it was, crit- was it a thing, critique? But, um, like, obviously yeah. the accent thing was by far the most interesting thing, which is why there were more episodes of it. Four out of six, I think it was. Just make it all him. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that, too. I found it very interesting. It made me want to see if there's, like, a class that I can take yeah. um, of that. To work on it. Yeah. It's time for our beard fact, Andrew. Beard fact! Beard fact! So, did you know that beards grow faster in the daytime than in the nighttime? Is that so? Yeah, I guess it's something to do with that good old vitamin D. <laughs> Doesn't everything grow faster in the day, though? No. What about nocturnal animals? Yeah, but they could still grow while they're asleep in the day. And actually, you do grow when you're sleeping. So, what about eternal animals is that what it's called I have when no you like the sun i don't know yeah i have no idea <laughs> i suppose it's because everyone just assumes that you're meant to be up during the day that they don't have a name for it yeah. they're just like this is standard why why would we give it a name? we're all turtles we're eternal animals do you know what i was talking to my girlfriend right the other day and i was making a vitamin d joke you know yeah. You need a bit of vitamin D, you know, the good old one. And then she was talking about how she didn't feel well. And I was like, oh, you know what? You need vitamin C. And -hmm. then in my brain, my brain was like, why does everyone always say vitamin D and go, ha ha ha, vitamin D means dick. uh," But no one thinks vitamin C means cock. Or cunt. It it still works. If she was like, you need to get... It works for both genders. (laughs) It's actually... The better one. <laughs> yeah. so, give, guys, give each other some yeah, vitamin C. Stop saying yeah. vitamin D. Stop being basic and saying vitamin D. D vitamin C from now on. Oh, vitamin d- cock or cunt. Just, just going back quickly. The opposite to nocturnal is diurnal. D-I-U-R-N-A-L. I disagree. It's ternal, bro. Or d- well, I suppose it, it makes be, much more sense. Diurnal. Like, Come on. It's probably die. Diurnal. Diurnal. I did, right. Was that was that an audio clip? Because it sounded exactly like yeah. you. No, it was diurnal. That's how it sounded. So yeah. So apparently our beards are diurnal, guys. Cool. The or, more you as know. the robot lady says, diurnal. You so, know what? Sorry, yeah. again, jumping around. Why is it that robots, you know, like when you're talking to someone like a robot on the phone, it's like press one for help. How how can they never say the number five? Uh, I don't know. Do you have a point here? I'm sorry. <laughs> I've heard them say five. No, but they'll be like... Do you think robots are afraid of the number five? Do you think if like there's an AI revolution, we'll just be like, five! <laughs> just like, Give me five, robot, and they'll all just explode. Yeah, because they will. They'll be like, the phone person's reading out the numbers, and they're like, you dialed zero, two, one, eight, five, 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 nine, four, three. And you're like, what the fuck? How, how is that the it's one true, you struggle actually, with? About it. They do sound a bit more aggressive when they're saying the five. <laughs> That's it, the robot mm. revolution. We, we we should call ourselves something around five. That, that's how you're going to tell if it's a robot or not. You'd just be like... That'll be the test yeah, in the future. The, the secret like password. Robots take over. Yeah. Just like, everyone, say five. And every five, yeah. five, 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 yeah. 18! <laughs> <laughs> it's him! It just turns out it's just a guy who's got like a voice box that yeah. he's been taken out, so he's had to... I'm sorry, yeah, guys. I am like... human, honestly. <laughs> cool. So, anyway, I don't even We're know where I got that bro- from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... So I guess we should probably move on to our next section then. To the to the topic. The topic. Or as Renato Laranja says, the hot topic. <laughs> I have a few things I'd like to talk about today. You you also have a few things, but let's let's begin the topic. Bowser, the fuck internet. Andrew, did you like? I told you about it, and you're like, what? And then you you searched the internet, but did you like read anything, or did you just see pictures? Uh well, I saw a few. Yeah, I mostly just looked at pictures, to be honest. I was like, because I did it when you sent, um, when you sent it to me. I was like, how the fuck do you even say that? What even is that? I thought it was like some weird like feminine browser or something. I didn't have a clue. So yeah, then then I googled it and I was like, oh, okay, right, yeah. I think it's been going around. The feminist browsing service. <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> but yeah, the thing the thing that sprung to mind was uh, Rule 8, I think it's Rule 83. 
Okay, so right to practice before international authorities, proof of right, the International Bureau, the complete competent international searching authority, and the competent international preliminarily examining authority may require the production of proof of right to practice referred in. Nah, man. Oh, wait, Urban Dictionary, maybe. Arguing with any troll for any length of time will in turn make you a troll as well. There's no exceptions to this rule. Not that one either. Basically, there's a, there's a rule on the internet. If it exists, there is a porno of it. Rule 34! 34! Rule 34. Yeah. Is there a list of these rules? Apparently so, because we just trolled through like four of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, back to the original point. Seeing that Bowser, it just reminded me of if it exists, there's a porno of it, and that's basically what they've done. But, they've. Um, but no, but see, that's that's not how it started. How it started was there's a character called Toadette who is like a mushroom person. Yeah. From the Mario universe, mushroom right? Kingdom. And in the new in the new Super Mario's game, it's got I think Super Mario U or some shit. There's a crown that she wears. It's like a power up item, I guess. And it turns her into a peach lookalike, and it's called Toadette. And then someone somewhere I I don't I couldn't find out who I I didn't search that hard to be fair, <laughs> but I couldn't find out who created a Bowser version of this. Yeah. Right, and it. At first, it was just good fun. Like, Peach denied Mario marriage, so he gives gives the crown to Bowser, and Bowser and him walk hand in hand yeah. as he's Peach. <laughs> uh, or then there's one where they both have the crown, and they're both, like, gender-swapped versions of themselves as Peach. And I thought, okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and then it just got more and more, like, as the day went on. Yeah. This happened in 24 hours, <laughs> right? I went online in the morning and someone said, woke up be- feeling attracted to Bowser today. And I was like, huh, it's uh, weird. Yeah. And I didn't know what he was in reference to. And then, like, in the afternoon I went online and I just see all these memes of Bowser. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then towards the end of the day, they're, like, super sexual. Yeah. And, like crazy sexual like she's got these massive breasts and I'm like Peach doesn't have massive breasts why does Bowsette have massive breasts well now we know, you know all the perverts are nocturnal so that's Fuck when they that's me, when it happens man. it just it shows like the the massive creativity that the internet allows but yeah. it also shows where that creativity is driven to. Mm-hmm. It's the weird, depraved shit yeah. in the world that it's just like, why? Why did you do that? You could have just made her, like, someone could have just made her a sprite on an actual game, and that would have been cool. Yeah. Like, everyone could have worked to, to try and get her onto Smash Bros. Because, you know, I'm not a big gender-fluid fucking transgender advocate, but at the same time, it's like you've created something of a massively possible, like popular character. That is a big issue. Why the fuck didn't you try and say, look how popular she is in only a day. Look at all these artists yeah. creating all these different versions of her. Put her in the actual game now. <laughs> Make that an option, you know? For sure. Um, so it just, it just shocked me that it just went straight to sexual. I mean... And in a day, it's, it's already gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was ever surprised at how quickly things turned but sexual. But the speed. We were talking about fucking vitamin D and C earlier. <laughs> like, that was that was like not even 10 minutes into the show. Yeah, but that's a, a joke that has been around since the dawn of vitamin D. Yeah. You know? And I reckon that when they sense. discovered it, they were just like, oh yeah, that's vitamin D. I guarantee there was a snigger. <laughs> <laughs> straight, straight away, someone was like, huh. I'll give you vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you got to insert vitamin D orally, and the doctor's yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> Twice a day. <laughs> uh, vitamin D is good for your skin. You know, shit like that. Uh, what I'm saying is, like, I, I just... It went from not existing at all... Yeah. To existing, to being super sexual, and now, because some uh, cosplayer called Momo-kun... 
who everyone hates because she apparently sexually harassed people at conventions. She said she's going to cosplay it, so now the internet has decided. Well, not all of the internet, but the people that hate Momocon, like the cosplay community kind of people, have said that it's no longer a meme. In one day, <laughs> this happened. <laughs> the, ri- the rise and fall of Bowsette just took 24 hours. <laughs> it's just insane, like how quick things are now Mm. like do you remember like when when there was like a funny joke or a funny meme kind of thing and it would be like the meme for the year or the meme for a good six months of the year kind of thing right and then a few years back it became this was the meme for this week (laughs) yeah if you didn't get it you didn't get it and you had to move on with your life like do you know the way that one was like a week or two and then Tide Pods I didn't even find out what the Tide Pod one was I just kept seeing shit about people eating Tide Pods and I was like I don't get it I don't get that one like they just come and go because everyone is just so quick yeah on creating shit now that it just you just lose it so quickly because everything's been done everyone's seen everything and now they just move on with their life Yeah, I guess that's just the way it is. I know, it's just insane, yeah. like, the speed of it. It really is, it's just so vastly different yeah. from 20 years ago. I mean, it's crazy, because you think, if you if you spe- if your phone dies, say, for example, and you're you're away, you can't charge it. If, if you can't charge your phone for, like, 48 hours, you're, you've, you've missed out on so much. But at the same time, yeah. you've missed out on nothing. Yeah. Like, even us talking about it, by the time this episode comes out, it will be last week's news. Oh, yeah, know? long gone. And yeah. it's just, it's insane For to sure. me, like, how popular things can be and how unpopular they can be so quickly now. It's, it just speaks about it, internet culture, like, how it is. Yeah. Like, there was one thing in terms of, like, Rule 34. Uh, My Little Pony, um, <laughs> as we all know, has the weirdest fan base in the world, Bronies. And, like, a, a character, like, there's someone was dying and they, like, they, they, I think they did, like, a make-a-wish thing and they wanted their own character. And the people who created it begged the fans, please don't make this a sexual thing. This is for some a dying child's wish. Yeah. And it was turned into a sexual thing. It's just like, why? <laughs> what, was, why what, what was the need? <laughs> For like it's a fucking unicorn with just, a dildo on its head. Like I'm sure that's what a dying child like, wanted. Like, what's wrong with people? Don't you mind? What is it? Rule rule, uh, rule thirty four. If it exists, there's a porno. It's just the way it is. I know. There's no escape in it. It's just insane. The internet has changed people. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard of a Sharon? I'm sorry. A what? A Sharon. It's a parent who shares. Everything about their child online. Oh. I hate them. Hate them so much. I was going through Facebook trying to find some sort of source or material, and someone's just just given birth, and the photo they've uploaded is them in hospital with the baby, and I just thought it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. This baby's first act on this planet is being on social media. How fucking mental is that? Yeah. Like. Now, now your child forever, whether they want to or not, is in the internet. It's all over the world. Like, so, some stranger in Japan can view a picture of this baby that, that has no yeah. idea what's... Like, how mental is that? Like, why would you, why would you do well, that? You're not even... Well, not only that, it's like, on Facebook, how many people on Facebook would you say you know well? 20? Maybe? I don't even think I have 20 friends on Facebook, to be honest. I pro- Yeah, I probably okay, know, well, like... You're, you're a bit different, but, like, 10? most people yeah. have at least 100 or something friends on Facebook, but they don't know these people that well, yeah. right? Yeah, they're so just strangers and acquaintances. when you post a picture like that, you don't really know half of the people that are seeing... Just on your own friends list. Yeah. Let alone all the other people who might hack into your account or hack into it, find a way of finding photos yeah. like that. And the second you tag someone, that then goes to that per that goes on that person's page and has all their three hundred and 
50 friends that they barely know so that means anyone that's looking on yeah. a friend of a friend's page can see your baby make a meme about it and yeah. then post it themselves and then everyone can yeah it's i just i just think it's crazy it's, just... it's not like have, having a, a baby i i feel is is it's personal i mean you might be happy uh, i assume you're happy if you've had a baby let's hope you are anyway um, and I, I get that you want to share your joy. If you want to tell people, you just a status. I gave birth to a baby. Yeah. <laughs> or take a photo of your fucking self. <laughs> but why? Like, who, how, who how wants, horrible you yeah, look who, after you pushed a baby yeah. out of your vagina, and how difficult that was. Yeah. You like, know how much shit you actually left on the bed when you were pushing that thing out. Yeah. <laughs> just like. But yeah, I just I just think it's it's crazy because everyone's so private now. Like and now, I feel people are more private but open at the same time. It's like a massive contradiction that yeah. you'd never have way back when. Well, it's like people are people are super private personally, but super open online. Yeah, you know, I, it just. I, I, the internet is weird, all right, and it's it, it's constantly changing, it's constantly evolving, and and it's a it's a great thing, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, and the weirdness it kind of has to stay there, in my opinion. It, I just wish some people would calm themselves down a little bit. Mm. Like th- th- there are those people, like you can guarantee every step of the way she's gonna post a photo or a video of that child, and it's just like. That's your personal thing, mm. like, and you should get joy from that alone. Yeah. A lot of the reason I post shit is I found it funny, and I would like to see who else finds it funny. Yeah. Or I did this really cool thing, and I'd like to show people. But when it's my child, and they've done their first step, that's special to me, and maybe my family, fine. But no one I can send my family that video. Yeah. You, you know, like no one else, like unless they're close friends. But again, my close friends will see that shit personally, like, yeah. and they'll get excited. But when you put it online, you've just taken that, yeah. and it's oh, look how cute he is. Do you want to know what's crazy though? Is you if you went on, let's say uh, a friend of yours had a baby a couple of years ago, you could probably go through their Facebook and make a photo album of that baby like that baby's life 100% <laughs> like someone else can make 100%. that album for you <laughs> how how fucking weird is that? I think that'd be the creepiest thing you ever receive in it's the disturbing. post isn't it? it's just I made this album of your baby for you <laughs> it's fucking weird and creepy and I hate it for sure yeah no I'm, I'm done I'm done <laughs> there is one last thing I'd like to talk about Telltale Games has closed. Did you ever play any Telltale games? No. I have a theory. I have a conspiracy theory. And I'll tell you after I give you an example. Telltale games are the ones that do like the story-based games. like, uh, And they, they used to like sell them in episodes. Like they've got one for The Walking Dead, The Wolf Among Us. There's the Batman one that recently came out. Um, oh, okay, yeah. They were going to do a Stranger Things one. Dead. Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's a very unique visual style. It's like cell shaded. I quite like it. Yeah. I think more games would benefit looking like this rather than trying to be super realistic, but especially for games that aren't based in reality, Yeah, like zombie games and shit like that. And unfortunately, they've closed down, which is a shame. I mean, I've never actually fully played their games, but they've always looked interesting to me. And they are games that I, I want to play on my channel. I actually mm. have done a few episodes of uh, The Wolf Among Us on there. Mm. And I own, I think, a Batman one, which I haven't had a chance to play. But just visually looking very good. The the, the game's very story-driven. It's, it's like an interactive comic in, yeah. in, in a way because your choices affect the outcome of every decision you make will, will, will then give you a different plot point in your story. Yeah. I think there's an overall story, but your interactions with characters can change ever so slightly dependent on what you've said yeah. to them in the past and things like that. And I really, I really like the idea of that. Yeah. And they've closed down. And I have a theory that Bowser was created to hide the fact that Telltale Games was closing down because no one's talking about it as much as they were talking about Bowser. So very few people complaining about Telltale Games closing down 
But I saw lots of people making pornographic images of fucking Bowser as a Peach <laughs> cosplay. So I think Telltale Games has created Bowser yeah. so that people don't talk about all the people that lost their jobs. Hashtag conspiracy. And that was that was my two cents. Ch- Andrew, do you have anything else you'd like to say about the internet culture? I would like to, to actually um, defend it slightly and just say I, I do think that as many drawbacks as there are, it being as accessible as it is has driven uh, driven society and cultures into into territory that we never never would have explored otherwise and allows us to to understand more um, cultures and get a wider variety of experiences that we never used to have. So I, I feel like that, that should at least get a shout out for, uh, for helping us. I mean, that's, that's, it's very true. As well as the endless porno that is there on, on tap. I feel like that's what I think. Porn I, drives industry. I, I was going to say. That's the thing. Like, um, I feel porno is is the key to everything, right? I genuinely believe that that we are as as complete as a society as we are due to porno. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely think there is going to be peace in the Middle East soon because of the number of hijab porn videos that are around i i genuinely feel we it's 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 shortly gonna become accepted as like this is fine because let's face it right interracial porn once was taboo now it's not it's just a thing right i feel i feel like porno I mean, porno is what drives what drives sure. it it wasn't a change of heart in congress right it was all the interracial porn going on that they were like cool uh i've I feel like uh, we should accept black people into society. I feel it is just purely the number of porn, interracial porn that was going on. So yeah, peace in the Middle East is is near. <laughs> I mean, good good to know. What a way to end the topic. that segment. Uh, <laughs> such a bold statement. Uh, uh, guess what, Andrew? Uh, bit fact. It's time for the next bit fact. You ready? Go. In 1535, Sir Thomas More was placed upon the guillotine and awaited his beheading. Before it could begin, he reached down for his lengthy beard, pulled it aside and spoke. It had never committed any treason. That man was so attached to his beard that he wanted to make sure it didn't get fucked up. That is commitment. dedication, yeah. Yeah, I I cut my beard all the time. I I have no no emotional attachment to it other than... It at least having some on my face. I don't take care of it at all. I wonder if, like, the person who was executing him, like, had second thoughts because that was such a badass thing to do. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> I mean, I know I have to do this, but I really don't want to now because that was so cool what he just did. He, He's, like, okay with the fact that he's going to die, but his beard must remain intact. I, yeah. I really like the idea of that. I feel like we should, uh, should um, salute to beers. Beards? Beards. 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 We'll do a salute to beards. Hashtag salute to beards. Hashtag, yeah. Uh, it's time for our debate, Andrew. Devil's Advocate. Three rounds. Skyward Sword. Ocarina of Time. We prepared zero for this one once again. <laughs> it's becoming a well, common theme, me, this really, is the third isn't time it? I have prepared not a bit. <laughs> cool. So I'm so, just going to go based off uh, passion here, I think. Um, passion. Passion's all we got. Yeah. And I have zero passion. So <laughs> this is going to be a hard one for me, guys. Yeah. Uh, so Skyward Sword is what I will be debating. And Andrew, you will be debating what? I will be debating the Ocarina of Time. And begin. Skyward Sword is an amalgamation of all of the Zelda games. Uh, It was designed as the 25th anniversary. It was the first game to fully utilize the motion controls of the Wii U. You swung that sword, it felt like you swung that sword. Some of the actions in the game, it literally, like when you were having to pull out the sword, the master sword out of the stone you were actually pulling the sword out you could feel it you could feel the power of the master sword in your hand no other game utilized things like this ever before and 
it was a masterpiece. The music, beautiful. The scenery, beautiful. Uh, first Wii game to fully utilize the graphics uh, of, of the Wii console. Uh, and quite a, a touching story. The origin story of how Zelda, Link and Ganondorf have been linked for all this time. Um, you could fly, which was amazing. Um, and so much unique items and things that you could do. I really loved it. So that's my opening remarks. I, was, I mean, I'm a, I'm a massive uh, Zelda fan. And uh, while I do enjoy Skyward Sword and I, I did like it, the motion controls for me weren't, weren't great. I feel... <laughs> I feel that that really detracted from the game. Whereas with Ocarina of Time, it it was it was just more fun to play. It was less about having to to do actions and ha- you pressed a button to to hit an enemy. You didn't have to swing, and if you don't swing it right, you don't hit the enemy right. You don't kill them. You know what I mean? Like Skyward Sword, it was it was a nice enough story, but the game mechanics were just. They weren't what I needed, and I feel that's evident in the fact that the Nintendo Wii is no longer around. You know, they don't they don't use that sort of gameplay anymore. They've gone back to the more traditional style. Now, that's not just why it's um it's better. It's it's it, it Skyward Sword would not be available or around in the way that it was if not for the Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time really elevated the whole Zelda series to give you uh, what you claim to be the, the better game. And uh, for that reason, I just, uh, I feel like it's not. You can't you can't have Skyward Sword without Ocarina of Time, and that's why the Ocarina of Time is uh, better. I'm done. So I knew Andrew would uh, talk about how Ocarina of Time was the first game uh, and therefore must be better because without it, it can't be uh Atari created fucking Pong, and that was one of the first games ever. But no one would say that Pong is better than Ocarina of Time because it came first and grandfathered, you know, games in general. Uh, Ocarina of Time was good for its time. If you play that game now, as I have, I played that game as a, a, a newcomer to Zelda, and I played it, and I had played other Zelda games prior. Twilight Princess uh, and uh, Wind Waker. Ocarina of Time didn't hold up anymore. The controls, talk about the motion controls on the on the Wii. Uh, Ocarina of Time's controls were awful. You couldn't do certain things. You had to wait around for characters to move and do things. Everything had a fucking cutscene every two seconds. It was irritating. I hated the game. I didn't even finish it because. It took too long and bugged the shit out of me. And it wasn't even hard. Uh, There was no free roaming. There was nothing you could do extra in the game. Uh, And, you know, Skyward Sword had fucking... uh, What's it called? Customization and shit. And you had to adapt weapons. It was so cool and you and unique. And I'm done. There's a a few interesting points there. I I think that... um... I lost what I was going to say, so <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that point. Uh, the reason there are so many cutscenes is because Ocarina of Time is a, is a story. It's a it's a beautiful story. It's you're you're meant to get immersed in it and 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 enjoy it. To to be annoyed by the amount of cutscenes, then you don't know what's going on. You're just playing for the for the sake of the game. I I get that um, some of the controls may have been. Um, a little outdated now, but then they released it for the 3DS with updated uh, mechanics and graphics. And if you play that, then that eliminates the issue that you've got. Skyward Sword again. It's it. It can be a bit too big and a bit too drawn out. I found Ocarina of Time is is more more concise, but at the same time, it's complex. It's it's challenging. It makes you think and feel. And uh, I just feel that you didn't get that with uh, Skyward Sword. So, we've talked about how Ocarina of Time was the first game uh, that sort of changed the way uh, games were played. Uh, Skyward Sword reinvigorated the Zelda franchise 
Uh, it added new options. It was the first game to sort of not follow completely the Ocarina of Time formula like the other games had fine followed. I always said if you played Wind Waker and Twilight Princess respectively, you would have played Ocarina of Time because all in all, they're kind of the same game. Uh, Skyward Sword felt like a completely new experience. Um, while the story is almost identical in both games, uh, I would say that the characters and emotions that you felt for uh, the characters in Ocarina of Time, nowhere near compared to what you had in Skyward Sword. Zelda literally imprisons herself at the end of the game, uh, and you feel something for that. She sacrifices herself, and you realize only then why the series is called Legend of Zelda, because she is the one who created the sacrifice. She's the one who... uh, gave up her life to protect the world, not Link. Link fought, and he was a hero, and that's who you are. But the legend is of Zelda, and that's my closing remark. Well, I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> Fucking what? shit, 100%. <laughs> 100% I won that shit. I genuinely was oh, listening man. to you like... Fuck, that is such a great game, isn't it? Ocarina of Time is... I mean, we've spoken about game mechanics and shit like that. But I think when you play Ocarina of Time, playing it now for me is... is It's exciting again. I, I really get the impression that I, I am going on that journey with with Link trying to save the princess. And although there's uh, somewhat of a nostalgia aspect to it, that's basically what Skyward Sword is. It's, it is a whole nostalgia, like David said. It's 25-year anniversary, so it's, it's a callback to to all the other games, uh, albeit set in the future. With, Sky, um, with Ocarina of Time, I mean, it, it just introduced so many aspects of The Legend of Zelda that we know. I mean, riding the horse upon you, that was, it's like, no, no, no other game did that before, so, so it, it, it brought his, his, um, iconic characters around him that, that really elevated the game and really brought it home, and it, without, without that, I don't think Skyward Sword's story would make much sense, um, the game itself, again, the controls, the levels, it's, it's, it's much more challenging and it's much more enjoyable once you've completed those tasks. And then at the end, there's this whole grand reveal of who he is, what he is, and where it goes. I don't think that last sentence made sense, but I'm going to stick with it anyway. <laughs> All right. Is that your closing statement, sir? I think it has to be the time. I'll give you some friend. more time because mine was killer. Yeah, that was... Uh, There's no way you win this. No, that was... If you I win mean, this, I, like, genuinely... people aren't basing it on the argument. Yeah. Because you said the same shit in each three times. <laughs> no, it's like fucking hip-hop versus rock and roll again. It's a fucking moment. That's all it is. <laughs> You just want to drive point one argument and you just keep saying the same thing in different ways over and over again in the hope that it might... Yeah, it might just sound different one time over another. Is basically what I'm going. And it for. might just resonate with someone. And they're like, "Oh, me- oh game fuck. mechanics! I didn't hear it the first two times." <laughs> I thought he was talking about mechanics. Ah, oh, that's a different <laughs> thing. Complete sense. <laughs> Just homework? Okay, so let me have a look. I guess we've already discussed this with you in the past in many episodes. Uh, Andrew, you shall be watching One Piece, finally. You have no choice. I said if you hadn't started watching it by this week, I would make it your homework for the next week. And here it is. You have to watch One Piece. I would like you to... How many episodes do you think are realistic for you to watch in a week? I reckon we could do... Can you do 10? 15? You were about to say 15, weren't you? <laughs> oh, I was going to say four, but okay. Pretty 20 minutes long, man. It's like an hour of your day's three episodes. We do six six episodes, because I guess 10, if I really don't like it, then I'm just watching 10 episodes. Like, if, if I don't get into yeah. it after four episodes, I've got another six that I absolutely hate. I think, I That's think, true. That's yeah. fair enough. Probably six. six. Good, good point. Six. Okay. Six is fine. 
So, um, why, why, obviously you've recommended it to me for, for a while, but, uh, why? Why One Piece? So, I got into One Piece pretty late. Uh, I say late, I mean, I started watching it when it was, like, episode 400. It's, like, nearly episode 800. No, it's past 800 now. It's, like, 835, so. Okay, so I've got a lot of fucking catching up to do. Oh, yeah. Believe me. I'm not gonna lie, I've stopped watching the anime because it's dwindled in the years yeah. like toei animation kind of they love doing freeze frame shit and that pisses me off the animation in the beginning when it was more two day two two day 2d stuff it was in my opinion a lot better than it is now some of the animation now obviously looks amazing and and, and crisp and clean but you know that shit in in a lot of cartoons and shit where they'll punch something and then the other one will punch him and then they'll be like and it's like the impact of the punch has been made if it didn't work you'd both fall down yeah it's just how the world works so that shit bugs me uh and they do that a lot in the new animation but the old animation which is what i'm trying to get you to watch to a certain point i really love and i've rewatched one piece probably like 10 15 times good portion of it i've watched yeah. at least 300 episodes six times i love one piece it is one of the best stories ever written. Obviously, when you're first getting into it, you might not see it. Like, it took me a while to, like, really, really get into it. But I was... When I watched something, when I marathon... I'm serious about marathoning, right? Yeah. And when I was a kid, especially, it was easy. Like, I had days and days to watch shit. So I would spend the... I would calculate how many episodes I could watch in a day, and I'd watch it. I watched once, like... 40 episodes <laughs> in one day yeah that's dedication i just one after the next after the next like i would upload i would load them up have them wait in and start them so that i wouldn't have to hear the theme tune every time yeah. even though i like the theme tunes i just didn't want to waste it so i'd yeah. calculate each episode so i wouldn't waste any time and i'd watch so many yeah. i would say there's some filler ones but we'll get to that if you enjoy it and I'd say just ignore them rather than watching the whole thing because they're a waste of your time. The story is complex. It is deep. It can tug at your heartstrings, but you have to give it a chance. So yeah. if you really, really hate it after episode six, then obviously don't continue watching it. If you're not 100% sold, I would say just keep watching it and we'll keep talking about it for the next few few weeks and see if your opinion of it changes through yeah. time. I think Rhiannon will really like it, so I don't think you'll have a choice, to be <laughs> honest with you. You'll have to watch it anyway if you don't like Fair it, because if she likes it, she's going to watch it with you present, I'm sure. Yeah. So, and let me know what you think. I hope you like it. But considering you didn't like Hunter Hunters and episodes, I can see you maybe not fully going for it because it's a bit more whimsical and a bit more it's disney-esque because right. the author um really likes disney style okay uh, so some of the villains can be kind of disney-esque um but yeah cool. i love one piece uh it's pretty it's pretty uh, pretty easy uh it's nfl highlights but there's there's i'll give you i'll give you a couple of highlights to watch but um there's there's one that I really want you to pay attention to, and that New Orleans Saints against the Atlanta Falcons that happened uh, Sunday just gone. The reason I want you to watch that is is because it is some of the most enjoyable football on the edge football I've ever seen. It's so close. So New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons are rivals. They, they they play each other twice a year. It's usually a heated game. They've got two of the best quarterbacks in, in the league. Uh, I'll give you some, some stats which might mean nothing to you at the moment. Um, the New Orleans quarterback called Drew Brees threw for 396 yards and had three passing touchdowns. His opposing quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan, had 374 yards and five touchdowns. That is unreal in a game. They, they threw for nearly 800 yards. That just, that just doesn't 
doesn't happen it's really rare so it's really quite exciting it's really fast paced i thought it would just be a really good good highlight reel to watch and the the final score was uh, uh 43 to 37 i would have tried to keep this a, a bit of a secret but you'll find out as soon as you click on the links anyway the game was so tight that it actually went into overtime which again in nfl tends to be quite rare so i just thought it'd be a really good good game to see to see what you think of it because uh, i was gonna i was gonna give you the tennessee game to watch but that was fucking horrendous and boring in contradiction to this the tennessee game ended nine six so <laughs> so there's a massive massive difference in in how it can be played but i thought this would be quite quite a fun one just to see some proper freak athletes go for it and i mean like freak athletes some of the the catches and the runs they can do are just incredible and it really shows i guess what hard work and dedication can uh, can get you sorry i heard defecation and i was like <laughs> what uh, dedication <laughs> what hard work and shitting in your pants can do um dedication i mean i've never i've never watched football i've always been kind of interested i've seen games of it played and i just like from what for what my what i've understood is it doesn't seem like the game for me like it just seems very long paced and like a lot mm. of waiting and doing this and doing that um i think the highlight reels are probably the best thing for me yeah to for at sure. least get started on it because sure. uh, it just cuts all that bullshit out really yeah i've never watched it so it'll be it'll be interesting to to see whether what i, I like do it on sundays if i can get into it I mean, yeah. that's... Because um, we've almost gone to see an NFL game when you were here, so... Yeah, for sure. All right. So weird. Well, that's us. It's time for us to go, folks. Uh, I hope you had a good time. I hope you didn't feel insulted if I talked about how you, internet people are so weird. <laughs> so weird. And I hope you didn't defecate everywhere. Yeah, that, you shouldn't do that. It's bad. Unless you're pregnant and you're giving birth, then go to town. <laughs> Enjoy uh, it. The one time no one's going to judge you for shitting yourself. Yeah. Guys, thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes or at soundcloud.com forward slash beard in the semi. Um, you can also find us, Andrew, on what? That new thing that we found out. Uh, anchor.fm forward slash beard and the semi. So that that's might be our new hosting website. And maybe you're listening to it to us on Anchor. Thanks for the listen, guys. Subscribe, contact us. Let us know who you thought won the debate. Obviously me. Listen to our old stuff too and let us know which ones you thought won the debate. Give us some debates you think uh, you think will be interesting. Let me know what you think of Bowsette. Send us some fan art of us. And from, you know, switched to Peach, if you want. Why not? Uh, if you want to get in touch, contact us uh, by email. It's bats at daredevil.co.uk. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, which is at beardsemi. Uh, or our Instagram, which is at beard.semi.podcast. Or you can find us on Facebook. Our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash beardandthesemi. You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is at supercalifragilistic. Yeah. Andrew, how can people contact you? If you really yeah. want to get in touch with me, uh, I am on Twitter at Andrew James. But just email. <laughs> just email us, basically. Yeah. Email is the best. And that's all. <laughs> Good night. Good night, guys. <laughs> I'm nearly 30 years old. I still can't spell the word minute. <laughs> how do you spell minute? I have no fucking idea, clearly. Spell it right now. Go on. M I N U T E. Minute. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you just read it on the internet, didn't you? You fucking liar.